Hey everybody, David Kurt here with another episode of Selling the Rock, your daily Sudbury real estate podcast. Today I wanted to take a few minutes to go over what's the difference between a foreclosure and a power of sale. And when people get excited about buying bank repos and the idea of getting this fantastic deal on a home that somebody else is losing, uh, just to go over a few of the issues that could come up and as well as some of the realizations that are re in fact reality. Um, I see, why I want to t hit on this point here is I see a lot of marketing be done on Facebook and Instagram where they're like, oh, get a list of the bank sales uh, in your neighborhood or something like that. And it's easy clickbait for a lot of buyers that are out there looking. And sure, be, be interested in those opportunities that could be there, especially if it's a good purchase. But definitely, definitely, definitely don't just assume that you're going to get a great deal on something because it is a bank sale or a foreclosure or a power of sale. Uh, first and foremost, I wanted to kind of go over what the difference is between a foreclosure and a power of sale. In Canada, typically when we deal with the bigger banks, we're not going to be dealing with any foreclosures. Um, in a foreclosure situation, it's, it's actually when somebody misses a mortgage payment by one day, that the bank could call for the entire mortgage to be due. Now, Scotiabank or RBC or uh, BMO are not going to do that to buyers here. They want to work with the people that are in that house and try to keep them in that house, as well as the negative implications of a bank taking away their house could be extreme. And therefore, foreclosures are not done uh, typically by big banks in Canada, at least, especially in Sudbury and our local marketplace. Uh, in a foreclosure, and take for example, if I was a secondary lender, so I lent my own money and I gave you a mortgage for a property. If you missed your mortgage payment by one day, I could say, okay, I want my entire mortgage due, take $200,000. And you could say, I can't pay for that. And I can say, well, I'm taking the house back. And you say, well, I've paid $50,000 in interest over the last few years and uh, I've paid down my principal. And at the end of the day, I can just say, it doesn't matter. I have the rights to take back possession of the house. Now, from a PR standpoint, that would be terrible for some of the big banks. So that's one of the major reasons that they're trying to avoid that, as well as it's just in the best interest of everybody to try to work together to keep that buyer in that house for as long as possible, and maybe they can catch up on their payments. What does happen in Sudbury, specifically in Canada more often, is the power of sale. And what happens in a power of sale is if somebody gets behind on their mortgage payment, the banks work with them for a while to try to see if they can catch up. But if they're at the point where they cannot catch up, and usually this process takes about six months on average between when somebody stops making their payments and when they're actually in a position where the bank's going to be listing a house for sale. Uh, so in a power of sale, the bank has to, or who the, the, the seller has to get fair market value. And say, say they owed 200,000 on the house and the house is worth 250. Um, after all the costs that are associated with selling, the, any additional profits would actually belong to that purchase, to that, that previous homeowner, that person that was uh, left out from their property. Um, so that's why you'll see often in a case where somebody puts an offer on a bank sale, there'll be no offers for the first week it's on the market. And then they'll also say something like, we must have 72 hour irrevocable to review all offers. And that's because the bank wants to do their due diligence where they're saying that we're not going to take the first offer. We're not going to take a quick offer on the property. We're going to make sure it gets fully exposed and it gets uh, to the masses that there was multiple people that could have made a, bit, a position to make a bid or make their own offer. A few reasons that power of sale are also advantageous for the lenders. It's a quicker process. So if it was a private lender and a foreclosure is what they were going after, it's more cumbersome from a lawyer standpoint and from a court standpoint, and typically would take about a year as opposed to six months with a power of sale. 
Now, a few things to be careful of when it comes to power of sale. A lot of people will be in the position where they're they're super, they think that they're gonna get this amazing deal, and it's true. You might find a better value. Now, there will be a lot of work to be done on the property, probably because it's been let go um, more than the average property, especially if somebody was losing the property. And you need to be, make sure that because there's more people looking, if there's 10 people looking at a house that uh, was had uh, extra demand on that extra demand on it because it is a quote unquote bank sale. You're probably not going to get as much, as better value as there was a house that maybe just needed a little bit of work and it wasn't a bank sale. That's a little bit less work, but a similar price point or maybe a little bit higher. Um, so definitely evaluate it with a full sense of what your what projects you're getting into. So that's first and foremost. But the second thing is the right of redemption. And I've, I've heard of this happening in Southern Ontario. I haven't actually seen it happen in Sudbury, but you can be super excited. You're buying a bank sale and you've got move-in date in three weeks. And a day before you go to move in and move your family into the place where maybe you start work on the prog or the property more realistically, um, your lawyer tells you, oh, that's not going to be your house anymore. Um, the, the previous owner has the ability typically for a right of redemption, and that is if they can make good on their payments and if they can catch up on their mortgage, then they have the right to continue to be the owner of that property, um, which is a big one because you know if you get excited and that you're gonna be moving forward and with all your eggs in that basket, that might not be the reality. If we kind of take a step back to that, that, that big difference from a lawyer standpoint, what's the difference between foreclosure and power of sale is the foreclosure, the the lender has the ability to put title and transfer ownership into their name, whereas in a power of sale, they just have the right to sell it for the current people that are owners. And therefore, they'll never actually, it won't go from uh, John Smith or uh, from John Smith to Bank of Montreal and then to David Kurt. It would go from John Smith to David Kurt and the Bank of Montreal would be facilitating that transfer of, of, of sale. So that's kind of how it's working from a legal standpoint behind the scenes. That The reason that right of redemption will exist is you'll take a look at the Schedule B that will be associated with any bank sale and it's massive in terms of the, the legal uh, the legalese um, uh, extra conditions that are in there that are gonna be working in the best interest of the bank and definitely not in the best interest of you, the purchaser. The third thing to be looking at that can play a big position is getting clean title. And it will say in that like the as is clauses that you are buying it as is basically, but uh, if there's open permits and things like that, that you're gonna be okay with it. But if there's actually liens or encumbrances against the property, typically those are dealt with by the lawyers before they hand over the property to give you clean title. And those can include things like, uh, like past taxes and things like that. So check with your lawyer and every situation could be different, but hopefully you're in a position that even during that bank sale, you are getting clean clean title to the property, which means that you're not gonna be hit with additional liens and incumbences that are existing on the property. And liens can be things like, uh, maybe there you, you haven't paid your CRA taxes for 20 years in the past and that's going to be registered against title. Or maybe your water bill was you know, $3,000 and you hadn't paid for a while and the city assembly wants to collect that. So typically they'll, they'll look to uh, adjust for those monies before they'll go ahead and uh, close the, t the transaction and have it transferred to the new owner's name. 
So clean title, it, be looking for a clean title for sure if you're buying a bank sale. The right of redemption will still probably be there and that as is, you're definitely not buying it with any representations or warranties. And if you try to go back at somebody in the future, you, you've got a very slim chance of doing it. Sometimes even getting title insurance can be affected on these things as be, title insurance doesn't want to be associated, doesn't want to be wrapped up in the idea that you're buying an as is property. So. Speak to your lawyer, get your expert advice from lawyers and uh, like bankers or whoever else that you're dealing with. But those are things to be careful of when you're t when you're looking to buy a, a bank repo or uh, in our sale, like in our marketplace, what would be seen as a power of sale uh, through through a lender. Um, don't always assume it's going to be a great deal. In fact. More than often than not, I find they're not great deals. There is ex exceptions where I think that you get a pretty good uh, opportunity to purchase it at a great deal. But if there's if if the idea of a bank sale brings more buyers specifically looking for that, and they're targeting those those properties that are out there, that's an environment that's it's the supply and demand is going to be out of whack, and there's more demand for a limited supply, and therefore you won't get as great a deal in the end. Um, yeah, so for next time. Looking forward to hearing any other comments or tips. Feel free to follow us online and, and share our posts and share our podcast because we love to get extra feedback in terms of what we could be doing better or other topics in the future. But signing off for next time, guys. See you tomorrow.